0: Hello and welcome again to Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to Native American artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bears people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of CANNA, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our Native American community from around the region and country. Today, I want to introduce you to Anna Johnson. Anna is an emerging Native American artist who currently resides in Fargo, North Dakota. She's received her BFA from North Dakota State University and is a painter, a printmaker, and a master of mixed media. She's collaborated with the city of Fargo and has a number of her works currently on display throughout the metro. Part of what makes Anna so interesting is her completely relatable experience of both living on and off the reservation and experiencing pressures of being a young Native American in the 21st century, let alone being the pressures of an artist. So. Let's jump into this interview with Hannah. Uh, can you tell us about your background and where you're from?
1: So I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, but my family is from the Turtle Mountains in Belcourt, North Dakota. So I went to school and um, lived in Bismarck, but in the summers I would um, go live with my grandma in Belcourt. And it's actually where all my family lives now, my mother included, and all my aunties and uncles. Uh,
0: they moved back to Belcourt?
1: Uh, yeah, my mom actually watches my brother's kids here and still lives in Belcourt, too.
0: Okay. Uh, living in Bismarck and then spending your summers uh, in Belcourt, um, did you experience a difference in in the culture of? Of both worlds—is that something that was a part of your your growing up experience?
1: So I went to um, well in Bismarck, ninety percent of the school system was white, and so um, I I think all of the natives knew each other. Okay. Um, but I feel like my um, it wasn't until I got older that I realized. That I had experienced a lot of, like racism or discrimination in my childhood. Um, me and my brother were talking about this just recently, actually. Things that you don't think about as kids that happen to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're hanging out with your friends or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But when you look back on it, um, it was really racist. <laughs> And I think Bismarck is, um, you know, unfortunately a breeding ground for racism when it comes to um, Native Americans. There's a bad stereotype and a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And and now it's even worse with the uh, No Dapple and Standing Rock incident.
0: They, they've certainly <laughs> made efforts to uh, establish that reputation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really see it, I mean as I was younger, but um, definitely when I got older, um, you know, my brother had incidences where, you know, people didn't want him at their house and they made excuses to my parents about him being like a rambunctious and they didn't want him breaking anything in the house. But really it was, they were really, really rich and, you know, didn't want to have their children associated with other native children.
0: About what, what grade do you sort of recall there being a difference
1: Um, I'd say junior high like 8th grade 7th 8th grade okay. I think in elementary school we were all like I went to school with other native kids and it was like the same kind of community mm-hmm. and, then, and then junior high it kind of changed
0: yeah that's, that's around the age where it picked up for me as well I think it's something that a lot of us have gone through and worth exploring at some point. Sure. So the, the second question, uh, who are your biggest influences?
1: So um, I think that some of my biggest influences would be my family, like my mother and my brother. If we're talking artistic influences, you know, I have a laundry list of those, (laughs) Um, you know, like Jean, Quick to See Smith Hmm. or uh, Mark Rothko. I really have a thing for him. I I spent a lot of time, um, you know, color theory, looking into and, and spending time understanding, you know, color and how it makes people feel.
0: Is that is that something you picked up in college or before college?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say. Okay. I was always artistic, though. Every everything I did, it seemed like it led up to, you know, where I'm at now. Okay.
0: How have you developed your career, uh, both in, in college and then post college?
1: Um. So I never really thought about it until um, I was in college at NDSU. I went to BSE in Bismarck, and I had actually, when I was in high school, I had a professor or a, a teacher. One of the art teachers had people come in, you know, and and talk about their careers. But one of them was an artist um, named Michelle Lindblom, and she came in and she did her you know this is what i do and this is how i paint and i was just enthralled with the fact that she was actually an artist who was making a living as an artist Mm -hmm. it was the first time that i ever thought that was a possibility Ah, Okay. and then after that i went to school at bsc and she was one of the professors
0: is she still there now
1: uh no i believe she lives in oregon but I have I have contact with her still. Yeah, She is an abstract painter.
0: And what, what brought you to uh, NDSU?
1: Um, I needed to get out of Bismarck. Okay. Um, and so I actually finished school at BSE, and I, there's no four-year college in Bismarck that you know does art of any kind like you can't get a BFA or anything like that so I had to go somewhere else and I also met my wife around the same time so I moved to Fargo to go to NDSU and actually I started at MSUM okay I did a semester there okay
0: okay what was the, the what was the draw to MSUM initially
1: um, well, when I was in Bismarck, everybody was like, MSUM is where all the artists go, you know, you get a better, um, art education. And so, you know, that's what I thought uh, I should do. But then when I got into it, they, uh, you know, didn't want to transfer my credits. Okay. So they wanted me to start over again, like all of it. Yeah. And I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take intro to design and stuff all over again. Like, I don't, I can't, (laughs) I can't take all those intro level classes all over again. Mm -hmm. And so I I spent some time talking at NDSU and they're like, oh no, come on in. We'll give you, you know, you'll be done in a year and a half.
0: (laughs) And so now you, at NDSU, you studied printmaking quite a bit?
1: I did, yeah. When I started off, I was a painter. Okay. So my emphasis was painting and drawing, um, but I wasn't fulfilled by that, so I was looking for something that would give me more of, like, substance, like, I need to work with my hands more. Painting is very individ- individualistic as well, mm-hmm. and I'm more of a team sport kind of person, <laughs> Okay. So I li- I like collaborating with other people and bouncing ideas off of and learning and, you know, exchanging ideas because mm-hmm. I think that's how some of the best ideas are formed. You know, when somebody has a spark and then you can bounce your idea off of it and you can kind of shape something else, mm-hmm. you might not have got there without them. And I think that's what drew me, drew me to printmaking. Also, um, Kent Kaplinger, I was looking for an advisor. And everybody was like, you should talk with Kent.
0: Okay. Yep. yep.
1: And I did. And I just, he's like the best person ever and um, was a great mentor to me and still is.
0: <laughs> so you post college, because um, you've, within the last couple of years, you finished at NDSU, right? Uh,
1: 2010, actually.
0: Okay. Okay um i know since i've been at the plains uh you've been in two two separate shows or exhibitions there um your solo exhibition layer by layer and the um uh, i'm trying to blank uh, it. uh it was when i first got there uh can you talk to me about those two opportunities
1: at NDSU one summer I took a pairs workshop and it's a printmaking education and research uh, that they do one uh, every summer and I met Laura Youngbird there it was the last year I was in at, at NDSU okay. and so I she always kept me in the back of her mind or if anything ever came up she would always send me an email or something to let me know about something going on so when she started working with the planes she told me um, you know hey we, we're offering all these things you can, you can come and take them for free mm-hmm. and then I just did I took everything I could <laughs> I was like I'll take I'll do all the workshops it was like Pat Cruz was there, and I, I did a workshop with Julie Buffalohead, Head. And um, gosh, I mean, there's so many of them, I can't even name them all. And then it kind of just snowballed from there because then Laura knew me and um, she mentored me, and I, you know, we kind of had a kinship. So then I did that uh, artist in residency. Mm-hmm. And after that, things kind of just snowballs.
0: So, currently, uh, what sort of opportunities are you, are you seeking now, or how do how do they find you?
1: Um, I like. So, I'm a member of the Arts Partnership. Okay. Um, they gave me a grant, uh, two of them, when I did the artist in residency with Amanda at the Hannah her Studio. I did the um, walk with two spirits print and I had had that in my head for so long that I, w- I really wanted to do it. And I ended up making like something like 20 pieces of work and at that residency, because I hadn't done anything up until then, I kind of took a break from art. Cause I put so much into myself when I did my um, baccalaureate show that I took like a six year break. And then when I got back into it, I threw everything I had into that residency. And then Laura saw that I was building a show hmm. before I really even thought about it. And I had still had a whole show that I had from before. Okay. Uh, traditional oral stories. Uh, traditional Ojibwe oral stories that I had taken and made one print of and one drawing so there was like sets for each story. Mm. There was 13 stories.
0: And those were uh, some of those were uh, worked into layer by layer.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Dormouse the uh, When the Orphan Traps the Sun. Oh yes. And the um, the creation story. Mm.
0: Yes.
1: And the Wrestle the um. Indian father
0: of Indian corn. I remember uh, when when your show was delivered um, and we were doing the layout. Uh, I was I initially um, laid it out uh, following the theme of your writing, and we laid it out, and I think we're all pretty pleased with it. And then uh, someone came up there and decided that they wanted more of an aesthetic um, look. And so they started moving things around. And it, it sort of changed the the feel of the of the show. Uh-huh. And so um, I think we may have sacrificed continuity with the storytelling, uh, with with uh, I think the aesthetic um, placing of some of the pieces. Uh, you know, it's it's you know with collaborative collaborative efforts. You know, you you have to make compromises, I suppose. But uh, I, I picked up right away the the stories within your work you know obviously i was reading your statements and uh, going through those stories and it was pretty fascinating
1: uh yeah i think that um traditional oral stories are if if we don't keep them alive and keep passing them on to the next generation how will they know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and so i wanted something concrete and m- ultimately it um for me a big thing i want to do is to make a book okay you know like the creation story or um you know some of the the traditional stories Mm -hmm. some of them are very gory though so you have to really find if i'm gonna make a kid's book it'll have to be a little more tame
0: okay (laughs) Yeah.
1: like the creation story
0: yeah (laughs) but i think you hit on a good point you know as as adults you know i think sometimes we we assume that the younger ones know what we know and we don't necessarily communicate things that we should be communicating to the young and i think it's just a reminder uh, that when we come across these these realizations that we have to practice uh i think in a way you know storytelling but uh, being able to communicate with the young you know to listen to them to see what they know what they don't know and to try to, I guess, bear our responsibility, you know, to to tell, to teach and guide them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I have um, very young nieces that are five and three mm-hmm. and three months old. So mm. I feel that yeah. responsibility.
0: And especially as an artist, you know, I think the, the beauty of our art is that we are, in a sense, culture bear. You know, we... We can tell our stories, and we can tell our, our our history through our artwork.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So maybe in in that spirit, it sort of leads to our, our fifth and last question: is is what what would you want to say to the eighteen year old that's looking to start to jump into this this career or who wants to be an artist?
1: Um, I would say to stick with it. <laughs> Because it's definitely a challenge. And that some of the things that I would have liked to learn when I was younger or that should be incorporated in when you're in school is like the business side of things. The accounting and the grant writing and the finance and the marketing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the public speaking and all those things that go together. They don't they don't teach you that stuff in art classes when you're learning techniques you know and i feel like that's uh some of the things that i struggled with to advance my career and once i kind of found the rhythm with that things got better and and that's why i say stick with it i remember when i was in school i met eric johnson and he mentored me as well and one of the things he said to me was it took him 10 years from being out of college to find and establish his art career. And I always thought that that was just such a long time until I realized that's exactly how long it took me.
0: It's, it's interesting how time moves along like this, you
1: know? Oh gosh. It's like a blink of an eye. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And before you know it, you know, ten years have gone by fifteen years have gone by, mm-hmm. twenty years have gone by,
0: yeah, one day you're you're twenty three twenty four years old, and suddenly you know that's that's a decade and a half, two decades behind you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or four or five, yeah, you know, to some listeners, I think, so sure, yeah, but it's what you do within that time, which is important,
1: yeah, I always feel a sense of urgency to do everything that I want to do and say everything that i want to say
0: well it's it's like it's been said you know time lost is unrecoverable Mm -hmm. yeah is where where can people find uh find your work uh where can they find more about you
1: um right now i have a facebook page flying sevens fine art It's my business page also uh same on instagram flying seven fine art Um, right now I have, I'm going to be having work up at Ushers, not in Ushers, but in the building where Ushers is. So I think that's a choice financial building.
0: And that's in Fargo?
1: In Moorhead, on the Moorhead side. In
0: Moorhead, okay.
1: Okay. Yep. So I'm going to be having some work up there going up this, uh, real soon here.
0: And what are the dates of those?
1: Um, it should be up within the next two weeks and it'll be up for three months
0: okay okay so yeah for for those listening um if you're in moorhead this summer you gotta stop by the usher building i'm trying to draw where that that's that's right across the bridge is that right
1: yeah it's um eighth and maine
0: eighth and Main.
1: Main. yeah right across from dairy queen actually so can't miss it
0: good good you can go do your work and then afterwards get a nice cool ice cream after uh,
1: yeah oh and also the utility boxes and the benches will always be downtown Um, look for my name on those and um, they'll be up for a while
0: yes and and those so what you're talking about those utility benches um, or those utility boxes and those benches that was a um, that was a project through the Fargo uh, Arts Culture and Commission Uh and that was uh, the first time we crossed paths I believe Uh,
1: yeah the very first one, yeah, the very first box. Cause I have three of them now, which I still can't even believe. Mm-hmm. And a, and a bench. I have three boxes, utility boxes, and a bench. Yep. Yep. So it's pretty great. Uh, walk, uh, walk with two spirits is in front of Renaissance Hall on NP. Okay. Um, the album cover from one of my brother's albums for the Human Element, uh, Forward Motion, is on the corner by Side Street, so fourth and like fourth. And there's a dream catcher that's on the corner of Broadway and Fourth, across the street from Spicy Pie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the bench uh, is the Creation Story, and it is in front of Halberstadt's.
0: Yes. Across from the Hodo. So. Yes. So if you're in Fargo and Moorhead this summer, there's plenty to see. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. Anna, thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joe. It was great. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, that's great. It's great having you. It's great chatting with you. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk later. Okay. Sounds good, Joe. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And that does it for this episode of Five Plain Questions. I want to thank Anna Johnson again for her time and sharing her story with us. More importantly, I want to thank you for joining us and spending your time listening to what I feel is a very important story and perspective from our community. Please join us next week as we speak with another incredible person. I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on cana that's C-A-N-A-A, Creativity Among Native American Artists on Facebook or at the plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, our past videos, and these podcasts. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and soon-to-be other podcast platforms. If you have any suggestions for someone I can interview, uh, please find me on Facebook and message me. I'd really like to hear from you, and I'd really like to be able to, to speak with other individuals. All right, take care and we will see you next week. Thanks.